everyone, and welcome to our pastor's podcast, You Asked. We're here with Pastor Chris, Pastor Eddie, and Drew McKay, our Director of Student Ministries. And I'm your host, Pastor Justin. Today we'll be discussing a question that was texted in last Sunday. The question was, how do you come alongside, alongside someone without intruding into their lives? Pastor Chris, you preached this Sunday. Could you give us some context before we dive into the question? Yeah, we're working through uh, the book of 1 Corinthians. Uh, this, this past Sunday was specifically on 1 Corinthians chapter 8 on food offered to idols, which which I mentioned was kind of, biz- made seem like a very bizarre kind of uh, unapplicable content um, to our modern, you know, modern day situation where we are right now. But uh, the, the point we made, we talked about this, was was that the people were, before they came to Christ, there's a lot of new believers. Corinth is a new church, right? There's a lot of new believers who come out of a very pagan background, and their practice was socially and also for business purposes and making money was to make relationships. And the way they did that was kind of like uh, the roots of our modern-day restaurant where they would go to uh, temples that they were invited to. Uh, it was kind of the, the, that was kind of the social spots to go. The barbecue, the barbecue, local barbecue, the local barbecue joint and burgers, and uh, and they would um, they would get in and then come out, in and out. No, just kidding. That's that's a bad joke. Um, Especially we don't have it. In I know it makes me sad. Um, <laughs> it makes me very sad that we don't have it in out here. Back on subject. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so they would go up there, um, be invited by their friends. Priests would sacrifice an animal, they would cook up the rest of the meat, and they'd all eat. It was more of a social thing. It wasn't just a religious thing, uh, though there were definitely religious tenets to it. It was very much a social event. So anyway, so that they've been invited. Uh, now they're questioning, wondering, do they go, do they not? Some are like, some are on one side of it saying you should never go, because earlier on in chapter 5, they said that they thought Paul meant don't associate with any unbelievers at all. And Paul's like, no, that's not what I meant at all. I was talking about the so-called brother. That person you need to be aware of. The unbeliever is going to do what an unbeliever does. You need to go be with them as far as you can go. And they'll talk about your conscience, right? Uh, as far as you can go without your conscience becoming defiled or weak. So that's the situation they were in. Um, they were going, they were in that tension. Some of the church were dragging some on mission with them, as it were, or going to the, they, and they may not have been on mission. They may have been using mission as an excuse to go be social, but we don't know. But they were dragging them, saying, you know, suck it up. You're, you're, you need to grow up. It's no big deal. It's just... You know, it's not demon meat, it's just meat. Let's eat it. And so there's this whole weaker brother, stronger brother thing going on too. Yeah, that balance of how much do I go into the world without becoming too much like the world. Right. But also how much do I not just retreat into the safety of, you know, Christian subculture and never have an impact in the world. That that identity balances. Right. We talk about that dual identity idea when you come to Christ. You, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Right. You're supposed to be salt, but you're also supposed to be light. Salt permeates. Light is kind of at a distance. Right. There's a, there's a closeness in the distance. Um, there's lots of those things going on there that, uh, you know, a row of priesthood and yet a holy nation at the same time. Yeah. Right. So uh, that's, that's the tension. And that's where, that's really where our ministry, our, even our personal ministries or our church ministry is defined where that tension meets. Yeah, and you were talking about that tension as, are you uncomfortable? Where are you uncomfortable for the cause of the gospel? Which I think is kind of at the root of the question a little bit, too. It's just, how uncomfortable should I be getting? How, you know, where should I go? Yeah, so the question then is, how do you come alongside someone without intruding into their lives? And if I can read into that a little bit, I, I guess I wonder if they're, if they're also asking if somebody is 
maybe not necessarily real welcoming of that conversation. How far do I go to quote unquote come alongside when it feels like it might be a little bit more invasive than what that other person is ready for? may not be what they're getting at, just kind of I'm trying to hear them asking. How would you answer that? Well, I think we have to define, we talk about, and we've talked about the last two weeks, and we'll talk about it again for the next couple of weeks, is uh, we'll talk about being on mission. And, so, and defining that term um, is important because, um, you know, we need to understand, so our, our goal, or our call, I guess, from God is, um, is to go make disciples of all nations. Now, how do you go make those disciples is not spelled out specifically. Um, it is different in each culture and context. Um, so in our situation, you know, there was a time where here in Midwest kind of space where you just go knock doors, right? Knock on doors and say, hey, I want to tell you about Jesus. And people would be like, sure, come on in. And it was, <laughs> and it was highly effective. Yeah. It worked. Yeah, and it's, there's nothing wrong with that. It was a method. You do that today and you may get shot, you know, and uh, at the very least you won't get welcomed in. Yeah. Um, and so... When we talk about being on mission, we're not talking about that. So we're talking about making people uncomfortable or uh, intruding, sorry, is the way the question worked, um, was worded. You know, we're not talking about that. I'm not talking about knocking necessarily on their doors. Um, again, it's not wrong. If you want to do that, feel free. Um, but we're supposed to do this together. That was kind of one of the points we're trying to make on Sunday. Mission is on, we're on mission together. We're not singular. We're supposed to support one another, encourage one another, bring each other along. So that for us implies a lot of relationship building. In order to build relationship building, you got to be around unbelievers to build relationships with them. So, so I think some of the intruding—it's um, not intruding when you built a relationship with them. Um, you know, when you, you've taken the time, and it takes work. It takes time. It's not quick. It's not—you know—just um, real something real quick. You can just say hi to somebody and immediately jump into hey, let me tell you about Jesus. You know, yeah, kind of thing. It's um, you build some relationships with them. You need to be around them. You need to live the gospel a little bit with them. Um, introduce them to the people of God as well. Yeah, when you build that relationship, you can you can intrude into their life in a good way to be able to ask very probing questions, and they're a lot more receptive of it because they feel like you care about them, they feel like you trust. So that's kind of that balance of, yeah, it's not that we shouldn't intrude. There are times where we should intrude and get in there and um, see where the gospel kind of rattles around in their life, but you kind of have to earn the right to, to intrude in that way. You don't want to just come in Bible thumping and intrude in that way. I mean, that that's where that gets dangerous. You try to find what idols are failing them. Yeah. I mean, in order to get to know them, you find what, what idols are failing them. All right, you know, they, you build a relationship, they start talking about, man, I'm just really in trouble. I got my, I'm up to my eyeballs in debt. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, okay, there's a door that we can get into and talk about money and the power of money and you know, and all of that, and why did you have all this debt? And we kind of get into the gospel through that, that Christ is better than money, right? But So I think just trying to find what idol's failing them. You know, what, what is it? But you got to get known a little bit to figure that out. And then, you know, if they feel like it's Midwest, that probably at first we'll, we'll give the persona that they got it all together. Um, but, you know, uh, they don't, and we don't. And so we just got to have some time in that relationship to, to find what that is. I had one guy in L.A., I was... I was um, our kids uh, went to school together, and so we were <clears throat> we were spending a lot of time together. And we were talking, and we we did get into some conversations about the gospel. And um, mine was a little bit easier. It's a little unfair for me because they always ask, "What do you do for a job?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm a church planter in Hollywood, California." And they're like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Oh, let me tell you." So that was a little easier for me. Um, but um, but this one was one of those. He's like, "Yeah, I don't really want to talk about that." I'm like, "Okay." So we you know, we, we hung out some more. And, 
finally I told him, I said, you know, I said, we're, we're going to be friends and uh, I'm going to pray for you. And um, that's what you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. So when the world does crumbling down, crumbling down for you, and I actually pray it does, <laughs> then I, I'll be the person you would want to talk to. And yeah. then we can talk then. You're just not ready. So, I mean, I, it's a very candid conversation, but if you build relationships with them, you can, you can have that conversation. It's not um, intruding. Yeah, I, I think I've shared this. One of the things that Sarah and I have tried to do is a couple times a year really intentionally go around to our neighbors, and, which have kind of been kind of standoffish. It's been hard for us to kind of penetrate and get in there. But we'll go in there once or twice a year, and like this, this past Christmas we made boxes of cookies for everybody, and the three of us go marching around the neighborhood handing out boxes of cookies, and we just put a little card in there that says, you know, hi, Merry Christmas, Nobody's going to refuse, you know, cookies from a cute kid like Lewis, right? And uh, in there, we just say, hey, we've got this Christmas Eve service, but also, here's our phone numbers. If you ever need anything, just text us and let us know. Um, we've done that for a couple of years, and what we've learned is now twice this year, two of separate neighbors have had a kind of a major crisis in their life, and they turn to us. Good. They Good. come to us. Um, and even this year, as we were passing around cookies, one of those people just invited us into their house and said, hey, can we just talk? We're like, yeah, let's just sit and talk. And they were sharing some of their problems, and we were able to, to share the gospel through that circumstance. But it took a little invading, little by little. You know, we had one guy who will not answer the door. So we hang the cookies in a bag on the doorknob, and as we're walking away, we see the door kind of crack in the hand, reach out and grab it, and come back down. You know? So, I mean, we are invading a little bit, but that, that's kind of good. I think the point of what you were getting at is I'm supposed to get a little uncomfortable for the gospel. Um, walking around in the cold, <laughs> that's a little uncomfortable, but we, we go ahead and do it. But I don't want to ever force that person to feel uncomfortable. I want to build that relationship so that I understand that. But I am pushing up to that. I am looking for those opportunities to, to share the gospel. I'm not just going around handing out cookies. I'm working at trying to share the gospel. And every time a, a door cracks, both literally and figuratively, I want to try and get in there to be, be intentional and, and invade their life with the gospel. We had an, an Ellie version of that. Um, we had an avocado tree in our front yard. Which you would have here. I'd love avocados. And we picked, we picked all the avocados off this thing, ended up with like 40 of them. Of course, they're going to go bad. So I'd get the kids and get a red bar- you know, red wagon thing, and we piled them all on there and went door to door all the way down our street and up and down, handing out avocados to everybody and cards. <laughs> so there you go. You're you cooking this here. Av- avocados. Avocados. Yeah, avocados. Avocados. I call them avocados. <laughs> I, still, I, still grew, I still grew up in Virginia, guys. So. I know. <laughs> So I hear you guys talking about playing kind of the long game, per se, building relationships for the sake of the gospel, building trust, and nevertheless, there's still kind of an urgency piece to the gospel as well, right? So how, how would you help someone who's hearing, saying, yes, I understand I need to build relationships, um, to understand and think about the urgency so that they're not just... Um, giving out cookies and passing out avocados to the rest of the neighborhood. Um, but think through the urgency of the gospel um, as well. How, how would you couch that conversation? Well, I think it just, it's going to be, just be interested in people. I think is a, a great way to be more, more aggressive in that way, right? Ask questions. Ask them questions about People themselves. love to talk about themselves. They do. Right, so just ask them questions. And then ask, it, ask I think it's perfectly appropriate too, good, to ask them, hey, how can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. Very few people, even when I was in L.A., would even say no. They're always like, sure, 
I can use some prayer, whatever, whoever, whatever that is, whoever you're talking to, if it helps yeah. me, great, you know. So, I mean, you know, just I think being more purposeful in that way and asking those, um, asking questions of them, you know, uh, how can we help you? How can we serve you? How can we pray for you? Um, I, I think as a way of kind of pulling out some things a little bit quicker because that's part of getting to the gospel. Is you, it's not just a presentation of it. I, I've got to get into what, again, what idols are failing them. What are they leaning on? Um, you know, that's part of the whole apologetic of presenting the gospel. Yeah, I think uh, um, a book that really shaped me on this was The Gospel and Personal Evangelism by Mark Dever. And he puts it this way, is you're always looking for those ways to put God on the table. Like if, if Jesus is truly a part of our lives, it, in a course of a conversation, it's going to come up. It has to come up, right? So yes, I'm passing out cookies and I'm trying to have conversation. I'm taking interest. But because of my personal relationship with Jesus, I'm just going to naturally keep putting God out there. I'm going to be talking about Jesus. And so I think it's a both and. Like, you can't just take interest in people. You can't just go around handing out cookies. You have to be looking. You have to be putting God out there. Um, so even as, you know, we were passing out cookies, one of the things we were really intentional about is we don't want to just leave it with a box and a card. We want them to know, yeah, we're intentional about this. So we, we put the Christmas Eve service card in there and just kind of, hey, you know, Eddie's going to be sharing at our church's Christmas Eve service. Come on out. You know, nobody came, but for us, for that doorknob that we're just leaving it on and we can't have the conversation, at least we're still trying to put something out there. So that way it's always real and honest that people aren't feeling like, after several conversations, like, I got you. Now I'm going to bring up Jesus. No, I want to bring up Jesus all along. Yeah. So the question, and it's asking about how we come alongside some someone on mission without intruding into their lives. Is there a place where it's appropriate to say, here's who Jesus is, explain the gospel, without them asking you for that or kind of telling how their life is falling apart? I feel like that's what I've heard you guys say is that I get to know them and I hear how things are not going well they've got false idols or someone begins to ask oh you have this Christmas Eve are you a sir are you a Christian etc is there a spot where you'd say no we should be more forthright in proclaiming Jesus before they're sort of explicitly offering that invitation I don't think it's wrong um I just think you got to be careful of that in terms of that you're not, because sometimes your own method of presentation can take away from the actual message, right? So if you're running around just without any sort of conversation or relationship or even saying hi to somebody and just, hey, let me tell you about Jesus real fast. And it's like, it, almost, it, it comes across as very much a, I need another notch on my belt to, uh, my church is requiring me to witness to five people. So you're, you're one of the five good, you know, congratulations. Here you go. Right. I mean, you can. It, it, could come, it could come that way. So I was going to say it's wrong. So you just got to be careful of those non-relational, maybe, we could say, non-relational evangelistic opportunities. Um, you know, but again, and, and the thing being, being intruding is like, look, you're going to be intruding no matter what. So, I mean, I don't, think we're, I don't think our mission in life is to avoid being intrusive. So I think it's like, let's just try to make sure we just, you know, you know tiptoe around this issue and don't really get too deep because we don't want to offend anybody or whatever. It's like, um, the gospel is very offensive, so you're going to intrude one way or another. So, um, I don't think one method's better than the, necessarily better or righter than the other, but 
Yeah, I, I think one of the things that you can do is actually turn this around, and instead of thinking about it how you're intruding into their life, like invite them to intrude into yours. Like come, come have dinner. Come wash dishes after dinner, or you know, let. Is that what you say to strangers? Yeah, come, come wash my dishes. <laughs> come wash my dishes. For <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, you, you look for those opportunities where you're bringing people along into your life. And hopefully your relationship with Christ is strong enough that that's just going to naturally come out of that. Um, that those questions are going to arise, whether they're asking, why do you do what you're doing? Or you're asking, hey, do you guys have something similar like this in, you know, in your family's life or, or whatever? But allowing people to intrude into your life, I mean, that's truly what hospitality is. It's not entertaining. It's bringing people into your life. Yeah, two books that have helped me to kind of understand just more in uh, in the flesh what that can look like, um, both actually by Rosaria Butterfield. Um, the first one in story format um, is how she came to Christ. It's called The Secret Thoughts of an Unlikely Convert. Uh, great book for audiobook if you like to listen to those. Um, and then a second one that kind of shares the same principles, but not so much in the context of her salvation, but maybe how she's reached out to others. Uh, it's called The Gospel Comes with a House Key. We took our deacons through last year. Um, had some really, really productive conversations there. Um, any other final thoughts before we wrap up today's podcast? No, I, I just say do do something. Just get out there and keep trying. Don't is that a book? Just do something. Yes, that is also a book. <laughs> uh, I think these are good questions, but these are good questions to be to ask while you're doing it. It's not a question you ask before you go out. The first thing that Jesus says is, go. Just get out there and, and be a part of this. And as you are stepping along, that's when you're assessing and saying, am I being intru- too intrusive? And I want you to sit on the bench and have this all figured out, then act, because you'll get paralyzed. So that's, where, well, that's where the body of Christ, that's why it's together, right? You ask, hey, here's what I'm doing. What do you think? Is this, am I going too far? Am I going far enough? Oh. I mean, this is this is what the body of Christ is supposed to be. We're supposed to come alongside each other on mission together. Yeah, great. We do hope this conversation has been helpful for you. You can always reach out to one of the pastors if you have any further questions. You have been listening to You Ask.